Hello, this is Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, and this is the June 3rd Biohacking Q&A podcast. Boy, that's something to think that the year we, seeing as it's the third now, we are halfway through the year already. And what have you accomplished? What are you doing with your life? That's probably a question that you may be asking yourself. And I'll run something past you before I get into these questions. I was thinking about how you might structure a, for lack of a better word, life coaching program with uh, economic incentives that would make it really effective for everyone involved. And I reached the conclusion that there would need to be skin in the game for everybody. I'll explain what I mean by that. What I'm thinking, so I've been doing the Limitless Mindset thing for about seven years now. And after about, after I had the blog and the YouTube channel going for about two of those years, I started having people that contacted me that were like, hey man, you seem like you have an idea of what you're talking about. Can you coach me or consult me on something? And I would be like, you know, when this first happened, I was quite, I was, I was quite flattered. <laughs> I won't, I won't deny it. And over the years, I've worked with, I'm not going to say like hundreds of people, but worked with with several dozen people as as uh, coaching clients. I never called it life coaching because that word is just so cringeworthy. But I've reached the conclusion, I think the way that you'd structure that type of offering so that it really got results for the client with while taking like a minimum amount of time because I'm busy, you're busy, we want to like, if we were going to do something like that, we'd want to make it really, really effective. What I'm thinking we would do is we do two phone calls or Skype calls that were separated by 30, 60, or 90 days that are separated by a a medium term interim, right? And I talk to you and find out what your individual biohacking goals and challenges are and what you've got going on in life and what seems to be holding you back that you've tried to get over, but it still seems to be holding you back. And after speaking with you for about an hour, I'd be able to come up with with usually some, some pretty good prescriptions. Sometimes it takes a bit longer, but usually after, after about an hour, I have a pretty good idea. And then you would go on a plan. I would actually have you fill out a, a flow chart for your life and your lifestyle and your habits. And then you would live by that plan for the next 30, 60, 90 days. And then you have an obligation to get on the phone with me again in uh, after that time is over and we'll talk about how you did and we have some tools that we use to kind of measure that and so what you would do essentially it wouldn't be kind of what's like a classic 
life coaching program where you're like getting on a phone call with me every week. It would be really like the bare bones life coaching program. And what I would do is I would attach a 60, I think a 60 day money back guarantee to this. I guess it would have to be more. I guess it would have to be a 90 day money back guarantee if we ended up having a 90 day goal that we were shooting for. But basically I would have an economic incentive to recommend things to you that are actually going to help. And if I can't recommend, if, if someone comes to me and they're a, a ridiculous case that's completely outside of my expertise or experience, I would just turn them down because if I don't think I can help someone, then I don't want their money. And that would, in fact, be a part of the agreement, thus skin in the game. So if that's something that maybe sounds appealing to you, do this. I have a form on my website. It's a pretty good form where I've got a number of questions about your mindset, your habits, what you struggle with, how you're sleeping, all of that kind of stuff. It's, it's a pretty good form, actually. I'm pretty proud of this form. And it gives me the information that I need to kind of narrow down the people who I might be able to help and then also the people who I might not be able to help. I can say, mm, maybe look elsewhere, maybe look here. So go and fill that out if that's something that's interesting to you. Okay, first question came from someone named Jess, and it was about the Paracetam protocol. And I applaud Jess for looking into this because the Paracetam protocol really is one of the most pharmacologically efficacious things that I have came up with for people to realize the promise of smart drugs. She said, hey, Jonathan, I'd like to get your insight as I am planning to start my Paracetam protocol next month. I'm preparing everything before I make the purchase. Here's a few questions. How do you start taking Paracetam? In your video, you mixed Paracetam in your tea. Yeah, that's one way to do it. If you get the powdered stuff, it doesn't taste very good, so you can just wash it down with some water you take a larger quantity of paracetam. So it's not quite one of those things where like with a lot of nootropics, you can kind of just dump them underneath your tongue and then wash them down with some water. But paracetam, it, it really doesn't taste good. So what I found worked best was just to uh, dump it into some water and then it dissolves really nicely in the water, making it taste pretty awful and then you don't have to drink it with the tea because that would just ruin the tea. And she said, how do I add the other nootropics? Is it better to take them in a capsule? You can take them in a capsule if that's easier and more convenient for you because when you take things in capsules, then the quantity is something that you know for certain. Whereas when you're, whereas otherwise you kind of have to measure things out every single time, which, hey, maybe you have the time to do that. Or maybe you're like one of these people that you want to like measure things out on a Sunday afternoon when you're not quite so busy and then take them later on. Or maybe you're one of these people that you're like, hey, 
I don't mind being a little bit imprecise from time to time, and you kind of eyeball it. You kind of just, you, you measure things out in the first place, and then you get a good idea of just what exactly 500 milligrams of paracetam looks like. And then you can kind of eyeball it and just take your best guess. In the future, you do save a lot of money if you take things in powdered form, so you kind of have to make that decision. Uh, economically. Next, she said, should I use a milligram scale? Okay, I kind of answered that. Yeah, you should probably use a milligram scale, at least to begin with. At least in the beginning, use a milligram scale. Fourth, she said, should you take it every day? Probably not. Most people don't take the paracetam protocol every day. They use it usually about five to six days a week, and then they take a day or two off. But the thing that's good about the supplements in the Paracetam protocol is that they have a very mild tolerance curve to them. So some people are just like really hardcore and they really have a lot of demands of their time and their brain power. And so they do actually take Paracetam every day. And it's one of the supplement, it's one of the few supplements that you can actually do that with it. But Probably, probably not in most cases. Fifth, she asks, can I take other supplements like Tongat Ali while taking the Paracetam protocol? Yeah, Tongat Ali, I'm a big fan of for multiple reasons. And it is not gonna compete with stuff that's in there. In fact, most of the things in the Paracetam protocol are really, uh, they're so benign that there's not uh, much there's not much interaction potential although you might want to you might want to ask me just in case or do a google search of say for example if you're taking some pharmaceutical look up uh, what are the interactions that that pharmaceutical has and you'll find it somewhere near the top of google and then you can dose accordingly how long should i be on the protocol before i cycle anywhere from about 30 to 60 days and you'll do uh, you'll do a cycle off so you'll do you'll want to do like uh, typically most people they'll do one or two days a week off of nootropics and then after they've been doing that for about two months or three months then they'll take a whole month off of nootropics and then you go back on them and then they're awesome again she said, can I transition to social anxiety protocol, which also contains paracetam? Yeah, that's fine. They are different protocols though. And the social anxiety protocol, I mentioned all of these other things that you'd use to, that are more specific to anxiety. So you might be better off using the paracetam protocol first, like get acquainted with that and see how you do with that first. And then and then switch over. Honestly, if, if, if I was going to choose between the two, I'd go with the Paracetam protocol first. Can I take other racetams like Pramiracetam along with Paracetam to maximize my verbal fluency? That's what I do. Or that's what I did in the past. I actually don't have Pramiracetam right now. But yeah, that's fine. You can combine those two things and they may turn you into just one scary lady with the, with the verbals. So good luck with that. Let us know how you do with the Paracetam protocol. Next, there was a guy named Mark and he responded to me 
over on Medium to the nutritionally deficient diet guru. And he was saying something about nasty chemicals. Okay, I know what's going on here. What I was saying in this article was I was saying something about how we have all these novel chemicals that exist in the modern world that didn't exist in the past and that didn't that our ancestors didn't have to worry about and so he said yes but our ancestors are dead and with respect to aging and longevity aren't are aren't aren't there more important issues we haven't done much if anything at all lots of research on mitochondria how to kill cancer to tell you the truth just seeing what they try to do for me at least makes mo no sense it's the wrong approach and to prove it i can point anyone to the end result what's really is happening along with the mainstream belief that you age, get sick, and die, while health experts call it the natural thing. So much like our ancestors, you can understand where we're heading. Do you know Aubrey de Grey's diet? You would think for someone who's so determined to find solutions to these fundamental problems, lifestyle would be of essence. It is not. Yeah, Aubrey de Grey, he, he likes to drink beer, so he's not, uh, he's not exactly... He's not exactly going, going full bulletproof. Anyways, I should be a bit more focused, I would say. It's a good article with valuable ideas and info, but it's hard to verify. For various synthetic nootropics mentioned, it's impossible to verify or test because of lack of success. As you are aware, there are various restrictions in place depending on where you are, and I tend to stay away from controlled substances, including prescription drugs. For the rest of the supplements, herbs, etc., which can be obtained, have you used methods that demonstrate a consistent outcome, like a reasonable time frame, other than how you felt? For example, if you use a blood pressure instrument before and after taking a garlic-based supplement and recording its readings, you then compare it to an expected value and verify whether a study has merit or not. It's something I don't see often happening. Interesting. So there's a couple of uh, pieces of constructive criticism that are made in here. He's pointing out that sometimes there's a bit of a, a inconsistency between the people that are interested in transhumanism and that there's also kind of like this uh, Aristotelian mean that as biohackers and life hackers we should be reaching for which is like enjoying life and living life to the fullest and not letting for a really puritanically high standards of health to get in the way of actually enjoying life. And I, I think that's, that's, that's kind of why Aubrey de Grey drinks beer sometimes and, and has a imperfect diet. And I think he's also, uh, He's also saying, you know, hey, like, what are the risks with some of these 
some of the smart drugs and supplements and nootropics that I talk about in that article. And I'll emphasize to you that in life, everything is a bet, right? There's, there's very few things that are, that are uh, certain, are the truth. And so you, you look at the world and you look at all of the weird chemicals that are in the, that are in the world, that are in the food, that are in the air, that, are, that, that seep into your biology one way or another. It really is quite an onslaught that you're under. And you don't know for certain, uh, you don't know 100% for certain if these different supplements or nootropics are going to be good for you and are going to help you. But especially in that article, which was called The Nutritionally Deficient Diet Guru, in that article, I pointed to a number of different supplements that are qu that are quite proven that are that have a pretty good amount of evidence behind them that have human double blind placebo controlled studies that were backing them up i don't think in that article i don't think i i recommended any studies that were lacking in placebo controls and so those are those are a pretty good bet. But again, you never know if a truck is going to hit you. Anyways, that's my response to a, a well thought out comment that gentleman on Medium left. There was another guy named Joe Joe who left me a comment and he said, watching the last three videos, please don't turn into a commercially controlled channel. You're the only person online that I trust for reliable information. And uh, yeah, you know, I need to strike a balance between being uh, commercially viable and between, uh, you know, between delivering the information as objectively as possible. No, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. My priority and my commitment is always gonna be to delivering the information as objectively as possible. And I need to figure out a way of doing that while being commercially viable. And so what I've been doing recently, which some of you may have noticed, is I have some clients that are, uh, that are vendors, that are like e-commerce shops. And I've been doing branded content for them. I've been writing these really long, really detailed articles for them. Like tomorrow, I have an article. It, actually, to be honest, it may not come out tomorrow. It may come out next week. I have an article coming out about how to select supplements specifically for your personal genome based upon the data that you may ascertain from like a 23andMe thing that you get for yourself. And that type of research is really time consuming. The article, it ended up being, I think, uh, 27 pages. So really detailed article going really in depth, really trying to do justice to a, a complicated subject. And with something like that, it's really great because I can have a company 
pay me to do that writing and that research because it's actually pretty difficult for me to get fairly compensated for that for the amount of research that goes into something like that just with uh, affiliate links or with the uh, coaching the life coaching clients that I have from time to time and again I that sort of thing it's such a big topic and it's something I really don't want to screw up and get wrong so I really want to devote the proper time and attention to to doing it and I think I did I think it's a great article that's going to be really helpful to people but I need a bit of an economic incentive for that and so I have some companies that have been paying me to do that sort of research and when they hire me I'm explicitly clear with them that I'm going to be honest with my audience and I'm going to be honest with uh, even the audience on their websites where these articles are also published and you'll even see in some of these articles sometimes I try to present the whole picture and sometimes if there's a downside to a particular supplement that my clients might even be selling I will be transparent with that and so I'm definitely not going to turn into a commercially controlled channel but for me to maintain high standards of research there needs to be commercial viability so thanks for being understanding of that okay uh, another question came from someone named Naeem and they said not related to oxytocin but since you showed clips of salsa what would you recommend as a nootropic before a salsa night? Oh, that's a fun that's a fun question. Actually, I think tonight I'm going to go salsa dancing and boy, today is kind of like my day off of nootropics. So, I'm actually probably actually that's not true. Be honest, Jonathan. Be honest with your audience. Okay, actually today I took some mildrenate, which I'm not sure yet if it's a nootropic. I'm, I'm still doing my research on it. I found the uh, stuff that I have found on it so far is saying that it's a athletic uh, performance enhancing promoter and I've noticed a little bit of my a little bit of an uptick in my performance at the gym when I take Mildrenate, but I'm still really not sure about it, and I'm definitely not recommending Mildrenate to people yet. But that's what I'm on right now, and so I'm gonna see, perhaps I can report back if that affects salsa. What else do I take? Okay, interestingly, modafinil is a serious coordination, motor coordination enhancer. Uh, friends of mine who like to play basketball have talked about how modafinil gives them an edge in their in their b-ball game. So you could maybe try that. <laughs> this would be especially appropriate if you were like one of these guys that goes out at night to pick up chicks and you need to stay out all night long if you want to do that really successfully and if you do modafinil then you're you're not going to be getting to sleep until the the sun goes down and it will improve your your salsa performance but honestly probably the best thing is just practice just get out there go to some classes and uh you know put your hands on some attractive sweaty members of the opposite sex get over that that comfort zone social anxiety uh, hurdle that you that you have and uh, and enjoy it next question someone said hey bro what about skincare how do you stop 
the skin from aging? This is a good question. This is something that I haven't gone as deep into as the, as the nootropics uh, brain performance stuff, and I don't know quite as much about it, although I can give you some, some general guidelines. What you eat has a lot to do with your, with your skin. So your diet, your diet has quite a bit to do with um, how good your skin looks, with the, uh, the wrinkles that you may have. Another major thing is, okay, so I'll have conversations from time to time with uh, attractive younger women who are like, you're into anti-aging? Well, I want to stay attractive and young for as long as possible. So what should I do? And what I always tell these uh, young women, I don't think a young man has ever asked me about this. What I always tell them is I say that there are three thieves that will steal your beauty from you. And these three thieves are crappy food. So like the, the bad, oily um, food, that, the junk food with the bat, with all those terrible fats and the toxins. That's the first thief. And then the second thief is alcohol. Alcohol is awful for our skin. Uh, the acetylhyde in the alcohol is one of the main things that causes wrinkles. And then the fourth thief is smoking. Smoking is really bad for your skin. So you wanna avoid the three thieves. You wanna keep your diet really optimized. Something else that I think has been really good for my skin, I'm 33 now and people are uh, telling me all the time that I look a whole lot younger, is coconuts. Coconut uh, is really, really good for your skin in a bunch of different ways. And I have been eating raw coconut for probably about seven years now. Um, I would, at one point I was eating a coconut every single day and boy, my skin was, was quite clear. So that's really good for you. The, when it comes to skincare products, I don't know a whole lot about that. You'll have to let me get back to you. At some point I'll do a research project on this and I'll figure out what are all the BS skincare products and what are the ones that are actually worthwhile because you go out there on YouTube and you'll just find endless YouTube videos of very, very attractive uh, women recommending things that may or may not work with affiliate links. There's there's a lot going on there. I know that there is uh, DMAE. There's DMAE as a skin care product, which is quite proven. And then there is tyrosine. Tyrosine is proven as a skincare product. And a skincare product that I really like to try that I'll direct your attention to is the SKQ1 and the MitoQ based skincare products. And so our skin, the appearance, the functionality of our skin and the appearance of our skin, which are two things that are intimately uh, intertwined, interdependent, as you can imagine, is based fundamentally on our mitochondrial function, of course. And these two products, the SKQ1 product and the MitoQ product, they have skincare specific products that what they do is they have a mitochondrial targeted antioxidant that remarkably, this tiny little molecule, absolutely 
microscopic, almost, uh, this is almost like quantum level, or uh, no, it'd be more appropriate to say almost nuclear level stuff going on here. They have a molecule that they've engineered via magnetism to be drawn like a spaceship into a black hole exactly into the mitochondria that need it so that the mitochondria can be at optimal peak functionality this this antioxidant and i know you've been hearing about antioxidants forever and antioxidants have been way overhyped and most antioxidants are uh, ineffective at hacking your mitochondria because they are just they the, because these most antioxidants you drink them or consume them however and then they just hang out in your body they just hang out in your bloodstream or whatever whereas the skq1 and mitoq they get drawn irresistibly exactly to where they're needed. So those products are kind of expensive. I haven't used them yet. I would sure like to, but you may want to check those out if you've got if you've got a little bit of money to spend on this. But otherwise, yeah, check out coconuts and avoid those those three thieves. And then final question here, somebody asked me, "Do you prefer coloracetam or fasoracetam for motivation?" Definitely coloracetam. Uh, Fasoracetam, I really don't have that much experience with. And when I did my research on Fasoracetam, the clinical evidence, the scientific evidence for it was really thin. And I was like, should people even be putting this in their body? I don't know. Um, you might want to check out Ryan Michael Ballow's videos about Fasoracetam because he's, he's a little bit more optimistic about it than I am. He's combined it with some things that he thinks are... Uh, do some good, but I would really recommend coloracetam. When I used coloracetam, it was a pretty subtle effect. It wasn't quite like puracetam, but it was something where if I had my other good life hacks and biohacks for focus going on, like if I was using the focus promoting music that I like, I found that doing some coloracetam was, was really quite good for focus. So those are the FAQ questions that we've got for the June 3rd edition of the podcast. And as always, I look forward to a, oh, importantly, before I say that thing that I always say at the end of my content, I link to all the resources that I discuss in the article that's below this. So I know I talked about a lot of things, just go and check out that article and it will be linked below wherever you are listening to this podcast. So I'm Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, looking forward to a continued conversation with you. Legal notices. If you or someone you know developed or created a concept, piece of content, or idea shared on this show, please email us at info at limitlessmindset.com so we can mention them in the show notes or provide a backlink. We want to give credit where credit is due. As a listener to the Limitless Mindset podcast, we hope you have and practice common sense. However, since some of the content covered in this show deals with subjects of a health, legal, or business nature, 
This show is for entertainment purposes. If you need recommendations of doctors, nutritionists, or attorneys to consult before making decisions that may have health or legal repercussions, please email us at info at limitlessmindset.com.